and welcome to the Be Fairy Afraid podcast, the podcast where we take the fairy tales you know and love and go, no thank you, and chuck them in the bin and replace them with the original fairy tales as they were dark and horrifically written. I'm Louise Atkinson. And I'm Fiona Ridgewell. And this week we're talking about my trip to Bordeaux, where, surprise, I learn absolutely nothing. Shocker. <laughs> Louise goes to a photo shoot and has an incident with lube. Thanks for that. Use your imaginations. And we talk about... The King Who Would Marry a Beautiful Wife by Andrew Lang. And in the words of Jean-Baptiste de Bazile, Shut your mouths, open your ears, and hear what I shall tell you. Fiona. Well, that was very formal. I know. I felt I felt very formal. I'm having a very formal day. It uh, felt like you was maybe going to say good morrow or something. Good morrow, dear yeah. woman. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it, it felt like a good morrow was coming. Um, I would. I think we should bring good morrow back. Oh, well. here it is. Another word to bring back. Do you know what? <laughs> I've got too many words. You got too, that's your problem, is it? Just it's, too many I've got words. Too many words. I've said before. Are you about to go on a rant about how we've got too many fucking words? Is that is that well, what's going to happen here? You know, before I've said about knowledge, and there's been a f- <laughs> there's been a few things that I've said on this podcast, and I thought, you know what, you could maybe do with a bit more knowledge, Fiona. I actually I went to Bordeaux at the weekend. Ooh, I know, high flyer. I went to a wine museum. I would if you're going to go to Bordeaux, that's that's pretty much what you. Yeah, but I don't drink wine, do I? Fuck's sake. Anyway, that isn't my point. My point <laughs> is. I was in there for two hours and they like had this phone thing and you scan it on like the exhibitions and then it talks into your brain, like directly into your head, basically telling you information. An audio assistant. Thank you. (laughs) And literally I said to my boyfriend, he went, so what have you learned? I don't know why. I don't know why I did that. Like I was on a school (laughs) trip. So what have you learned? And literally the information was going in and immediately going back out. Like, I don't know. I could I can tell you nothing more about wine today than I could on Friday. Like, like where has that information gone? That just that washed out over the me. other ear. By the yeah, but it, it, it literally that, that I thought that was a saying. Like it literally went in and out. Like it didn't stop. So you didn't even learn about the different banks and all the different. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> I don't know what the word banks means. I saw a nice. So you didn't learn about like Margot or Poyac or Santa Emilion or anything like that. You just literally went I don't, and... I don't even recall hearing any of those <laughs> words. I don't know what they mean. So I what s- were you doing? You just wandered was, around gormless. No, but I was listening and that, that really worried me. This is what I think happens on this podcast, though, that the minute you leave, it just falls out your head. <laughs> yeah, I did think that. And I was actually a bit <laughs> upset about that because you bring quite a, a, like a wealth of knowledge. Oh, she's this. been diplomatic yeah. today. A wealth of knowledge, this podcast. And... I'd love to then go into other conversations, be able to be like, wow, you know, I don't know any of it still. (laughs) And that's not even me being rude. Like, I'm sitting here and I'm enjoying it. 
Right. And then immediately my brain is going, I just don't think you'll use that in the sort of <laughs> conversations you're having. Get rid. Right. So And you're gonna but you are gonna fill it up with shit about the moon and horoscopes. Yeah. That's more important well, honest, than like language. Well it <laughs> isn't, but obviously my brain prioritizes wrong because that does stay in there. Right. Like if someone goes to me, um, my birthday's tenth of October, I'm like, You're a Libra. <laughs> Like, I can do that immediately, and then I know some stuff about them, right? No, but, no, but you, you fucking don't know stuff about but them. I, but I do. Uh, right, okay. But <laughs> wine, just just nothing in there. <laughs> just nothing. I mean, if Matt wants to go again, I'll go on a lad's trip with him, because I would love that. I think you've overestimated Matthew. He, <laughs> just, he is not a lads trip sort well, of guy. I know guy. he's going on a trip to Bordeaux, but that's what I'm saying. We'll go on Bordeaux together. And he will say at the end of the lads holiday. <laughs> and what have you learnt, Louise? What have you learnt? I'd be like, well, actually, Matthew, I preferred a PowerPoint. And there's questions for you at the end. Strap in. This is a oh, two-way yeah. street, sweetheart. That would be <laughs> horrific. Um, Did you do anything else in Bordeaux? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> I queued for 90 minutes for a steak restaurant, um, which I later found out is also in London. Basically, I queued for Café Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid tit. <laughs> no, that is, it wasn't actually Café Rouge. It's called Le Entrecon. Um, yeah, thank you. Didn't learn, didn't learn any French either. In fact, at one point I said "gracias," and he went, <laughs> he went, "I just can't, I just cannot." He was like, "How have you got one word and it's the wrong country?" <laughs> it was Le Entrecon, and it's um this steak restaurant where you can't book and you queue up outside, and then you go in. They give you, they only serve steak, but they mm. only serve like a walnut salad to start. Good salad, good choice. It was actually quite nice. Because the thing is, I have a walnut whip <laughs> and I take the walnut off. But actually, in a salad, yes, please. So y- you've 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 learnt that nuts can be used in different ways. <laughs> yeah, I learnt that. <laughs> We're learning a lot this weekend. So some knowledge I stayed in. This is good. But I'm still more inclined to have a whip than a walnut whip. Anyway. Right. And then, yeah, just one steak. They're like, how do you want it cooked? Good questions for a steak restaurant. Medium. They're doing well so far. Medium. Yeah. Unlimited chips. This sounds incredible. And a butter sauce. But we we waited for 90 minutes. I'd wait 90 minutes for that. We did have a nice time. We had a Your nice... Your face <laughs> is telling me otherwise. <laughs> well, we had to sort of do it because when we first got there, we had to walk to walk. And I just said, you can't. You can't. In border. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and I was disappointed in him, actually. It, not to be rude. It's people like you that are giving us a bad reputation abroad. It really is, actually. <laughs> yeah. You went to Bordeaux and had a walk to walk. Had a walk to walk. And then we we had something called Backyard, which was basically their TGI Fridays. So we we really failed on the first day. So I said, Saturday, we're going proper French. Yeah. So, that, nice. so that was your Bordeaux experience. Attempting to learn about wine, failing. Oh. A walk to walk. And then go, we're going super French, massive steak. And which, to be fair, is yeah. very good to go with a border wine, by the way. I had a Coca-Cola. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? The thing is, Louise, I don't care what you think. I know who I am. Because <laughs> I've dealt with these expressions all weekend. I, I grimace when I drink red wine. It doesn't matter what bank it's from. One of the best things about wine is doing it with, with, with matching it with food. 
But that's like if you don't like it. No, but like it changes like the texture of the food and the wine and it all blends together. And it's it's like having different flavours together on a plate and mixing them together and they just harmonise together. Like, do you know one of the best food and wine combinations ever, fact this, is champagne and fish and chips? No, I didn't know that. And you're probably going to forget it by the minute you leave out the store. <laughs> but at least I've told you. <laughs> but also, you don't you don't get much champagne in fish and chip shops, do you? Although so they are usually next to an offie, to be fair. <laughs> they are. But also, I mean, I can I don't really like champagne either. Oh, and when I drink friends. Prosecco, I think I've told you before, yeah, it makes my eyes swell up. <laughs> so that's still a thing. I found that out the weekend. So yeah, just Coca-Cola and steak for me, really. Right. What else? Was I painted, painted today. In board, oh, today. Yeah. What were you painting? More um, sketches for your insurance claim. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't gone through yet. It's a subject. <laughs> um, the front room. You you're going all out, moving yeah. in decoration wise. Yeah, yeah. Gone for? Um, green. It's what? nice. Yeah, but what green? Like, it's got a fancy name. It's never green on the Dulux colour chart. It's always like, oh, um, <laughs> trees in depth of winter green. Like, it's not the Dulux colour chart actually it's um, something you got from like B&M bargain no, totally what's it, it called it's a stupidly expensive oh not the Farrow and Ball thing. yeah what a prick nah nah nah, nah yeah nah, 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 nah. well actually do you know what I've I'm being a bit thingy there it wasn't Farrow and Ball it was Farrow and Ball and he was like we're getting Farrow and Ball I was like you're an idiot so then you can go to B&Q and you can give them the colour that you want uh, I don't think it's a secret and yeah. they'll match it and it's a bit cheaper, but it's good quality. That brick, because I thought, he's this is doesn't sound like the mass I've been taught about, but no, that that one is. No, but he is. We do fall out because he is funny about some things where he will spend a ridiculous money on, like oh really, yeah, on just random things, and paint is one of them. But I managed to quell that. Yeah, um, but do you know what I'll say? I sound like a wanker. We went to Bordeaux. We had a nice time. Mm. I think when you're in love with someone. It's just as nice painting in the front room. I had a lovely Aww. time. It was really nice. So yeah. We went after that 40 minutes. How, <laughs> <laughs> how was your weekend? Uh, it's fine. I had, uh, I had a little photo shoot I had to do. Oh. Oh, here she is. Sexy. Glam. Yeah, it was like these people and they were doing like, up and coming faces of comedy bollocks. Um, and they took like, uh, yeah, they did some pictures of us all but i did have a bit of a embarrassing moment because um whenever you go to these whenever i've gone to photo shoot these things before they said do you want like a makeup artist and a hairstylist and all this that and the other and i always say what what's wrong with your face now sorry i just why are you getting offered all these photo shoots uh, all of the one <laughs> and the other ones i've paid for <laughs> oh okay right because okay. you know like i don't know if you know this maybe this is you know, a problem in your career, but we have to have like headshots and shit done. We do, but no one's ever said, and will you want? You just FaceTiming you, people. Would you want a makeup artist and hairdresser? No, no haven't you ever done? Haven't you ever had a makeup artist? I'll just do it myself, which is probably why my headshots are always a bit <laughs> shit, to be honest. That's not true. You always look very lovely in your headshots. No, I showed, I went to Thailand in April. I showed the people my headshots and they went, why do you look so old in those photos? Oh, what? shit. What? Well, someone took those photos, but it was my face. <laughs> it wasn't the photographer, it was my face. Hang on, so can we just backtrack there? You went to Thailand and showing, ooh, these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> like, Are you just going around people, like your family photo album, like just, do you want to see these? Like, people no, are like, who's that woman who just keeps showing us random headshots of herself? You know, when people are like, oh, can I add you on Instagram? Followed me on Instagram in front of my face and then went, God, what? you look really old. And I just thought, 
who does that? <laughs> and who says that? Like, think it. Don't say in my face, you look so old. Anyway, so I went to the photo shoot. <laughs> and I got offered a makeup artist and a hairstylist. And whenever I do that, I say yes to the makeup artist. Oh. Um, but I always say, I'll actually do uh, my own hair because uh, I have naturally curly hair. And hairstylists don't always know how to deal with naturally curly hair. Fair. Um, like some of them do, some of them don't. So I always say, I'll do it myself. So I always bring my own products and crack on myself. Interesting little factoid for you. One of the best products you can use for naturally curly hair on uh, on refresh days is uh, curly hair. You, you don't wash your hair that often. You just have refresh days. Maybe. Really? Yeah, I only wash my hair like once, twice a week max. Oh, right. Help preserve the curls and all that. Oh, shit. lovely. And it also takes, because wash days take forever. Oh, right. Sunday afternoons is me doing my hair, and I mean afternoons. Is that why when we started this podcast, I said, what about Sundays? You went, Sundays are Pretty out. much, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a way to find this that is out. a lot, lot of upkeep. Eight yeah. episodes in. <laughs> One of the best products you can use for refresh days for curly hair is, and this isn't a wind-up, water-based lube. When I first got told this, I was like, someone's winding me up here. But it's a thing. It's really good for helping calm frizz and for helping combine with other products to do hold and to give a shine and stuff like that. It's absolutely banging. Don't do what I did though when I first started using it, which is get like a scented one, because then you go around smelling like a really shit Weatherspoons Haribo and it's just not a nice. Or you go around smelling like lube. But, yeah, but you, nobody's going to know. They just smells like a weird <laughs> strawberry, are they? Nobody's specifically going to be like, oh, that's that Durex strawberry lube. And if they do, they're a fucking weirdo. That's a them they're problem. A <laughs> Stop sniffing my hair. Yeah, exactly. There's so many elements to that. So you're just whacking a load of lube in that? No, it's like different stuff, but it's like made for the frizz and stuff like that. What? what so now? when I said to you last week, you smell like a vape, it was lube. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was an array of products. To be honest, what I think you smelled last week was actually my body lube. spray. That was lube. No, because it, the lube is unscented. Lubey lube, that's what I'm going to call you. You fucking do, and I'll <laughs> twat you in the face. Um, that's what I'm saying. Get unscented lube. So I was having my unscented lube. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. It was a point to the lube. Sorry, go on. <laughs> my bag. So I was like, to the photo people, I was like, right, I'm just going to head out. Um, where's the nearest shop? And they were like, oh, it's just down the road. Um, this guy, it was like a little intern guy who was very young, will we'll show oh, you. No. Yeah. Um, he also needs to pick up some bits as well. And we had to go around. And yeah, so I picked up a bottle of lube and he had to pick up like uh, some food bits and bobs and a pack of Red Bull. And we went to the cashier to pay it together. And all this woman is seeing is me, a 30-something-year-old woman with this 19-year-old boy buying a <laughs> bottle of lube, a four-pack of Red Bull and some crisps. And she must be, there's two things she must have thought in that situation. Number one. This woman is the shittest cougar I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. Or number two, because it would have been plausible. She is a very overly involved mother. But also, it was just awful. Well, yeah, but also I like the way your mind goes. You're like, oh, what must the uh, the the shop assistant thought of me? What did the young 19-year-old think of a woman? Who, sorry, hold on a minute. He probably doesn't have that background knowledge of curly hair. Someone went, photos taken. Oh, my God, I must rush to the shop. He'll go with you and you just go and pick up lube. And he's like, what did she possibly need lube for immediately when she's right. having a photo done? Plug your drugs, Poirot, and let me fill in some <laughs> of the clues there. Because obviously, I didn't just go randomly to the photo people. <laughs> Terribly, so I just have to pop up to buy some lube. I explained. I was like, usually 
their makeup artist will also be the hairstylist and they'll have products. Because I said, oh, one of my products is missing. And I'm like, what is it? I'm not going to laugh about this. Blah, blah, blah. So he knew what he was coming with me for. Okay, fine. It wasn't fine. just thrust upon him, no pun intended. But like, hey. it was just, um, that's, that's, that was my experience. But the f- I sent you the photos. They, they were beautiful, out, yeah. Can't take pictures. I'm awful. Really stiff. I just can't. Oh, so do I. And the other bit I had was as well, Ugh. and this was really awkward, is they take some test shots to get the lighting right and everything before they kick off. And whilst he was doing that, I was speaking to the makeup artist and I, I basically got a weird bra and I was having to adjust my boobs, basically. And I went, I was like, oh, I don't think they're sitting well. And then the guy, having taken a test shot and looking at the test screen, went... I think they look great. And I thought you meant my tits. I was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, oh, God, no, sorry. You, you mean the test shots. Terribly sorry. No, I'm sorry. It doesn't <laughs> matter if you've explained it. You have met some strangers <laughs> and within a few minutes gone, I just need to get some lube. Thanks. My tits are great. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they are. Like, But that's not but the that's point. That's a lot for uh, <laughs> sort of seven minutes into a conversation. Bloody journey we've been on. <laughs> Do you want to know what story we're doing this week? Yeah, please. So, little bit of an explanation. So, strapping. Actually, doing one this week that's from the Andrew Lang Pink Fairy Tale book. Okay. So Andrew Lang, very, very famous writer and particularly famous for his Rainbow Fairy Tale collection. So, he is uh, a Scottish writer brilliant writer as well he's a poet he studied a lot of anthropology he did a huge i think it was four volumes actually of scottish history really got into that okay and he started well the first fairy tale book he did was the blue fairy tale book which is his most famous one it was the first one he did it hasn't written any he just collected them from all over the world and put them together in in these books and it's really really interesting because um he's a very very famous writer and he's most famous for these fairy tales However, these fairy tales are probably one of the only things he didn't really write. It was his wife and a team of female writers. So I'm going to say the Langs wrote this book. And to be fair to him, he actually credits her. Well, yeah, good. In the lilac because they're all different colours. So in the lilac fairy oh, book... Yeah, I started to get that. Yeah, I just... <laughs> well, you got to check with you. Do you know what I mean? In that one, uh, it said, uh, the fairy books have been almost wholly the work of Mrs. Lang, who has translated and worked them from French, German, Portuguese, Italian, and other languages. Okay, so she didn't really write them either. She just translated... That, because that's what... Remember, that's what all fairy tales and everything yeah. is. The sharing of them and the translating of them and all this, that, and the other. So she's done a lot of it. He, he, she also edited quite a lot of his work and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, she edit- She worked with like a team of female writers. Some of them were like actually part of the suffragette movement and stuff like that. Okay. And they all worked together um, to do to do this and the other. So he's com- they've compiled... Sorry, the Langs, as I'm going to address them, have compiled these books. And the one we're doing is uh, a Sicilian fairy tale. It was um, a woman called Laura uh, Gonzenbach. Right. And she was of Swiss-German origin. She could speak a load of languages. And she came to Sicily, because Sicily has a specific dialect. She learned that as well, and then went around talking to loads of people about getting the original fairy tales and compiled two volumes of Sicilian folk tales, which helped preserve them. Okay. Langy Langtons. Langy, <laughs> langy, lang. Sorry. Sorry. What are you... Did you, have you had a Red Bull or something? I did actually <laughs> have a Red Bull. <laughs> it does make but a considerable difference to my personality, a Red Bull. Good God. Yeah, right. I had one in the car. Anyway. So this story is called uh, The King would Who Would Have a Beautiful Wife. Okay, lovely. Yeah. You ready for this? Yes, please. Off we go. <laughs> 
Right. There's a few, quite a few voices in this. Oh, excellent. Mm. I could, we can do an Italian accent. Well, I can't do an Italian accent, but it, I'm not going to be cancelled if I do one, am I? No, <laughs> and also you could just pretend it was a Sicilian one if it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different from regular <laughs> Italian. Off we go. <clears throat> 50 years ago, there lived a king who was very anxious to get married. But as he was quite determined that his wife should be as beautiful as the sun, the thing was not so easy as it seemed, for no maiden came up to his standard. Already got something to say. Oh, uh, here she goes, yeah. I, I won't interject too much. However, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually you keep everything to yourself, yeah. Anxiety. Over getting married, yeah. Yeah, but don't you feel like everyone says, oh, that's a bloody new thing. When was this written? Well, these would have been compiled uh, in sort of the early 20th century, so yes. eight, 19th, 20th century. <laughs> oh, right, so recent-ish, though. Yeah, but do you know what? Yes, I do think anxiety has been around for many moons. But everyone goes, oh, an- oh you're anxious. Oh, it's a new thing, that, and it. Oh, everyone's got it. Do you think that's m- he to got you? It. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might just be my mum. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of us are fine, actually. We're not getting it that much. <laughs> okay, fine. So he's anxious that he might not meet someone, but also ridiculous high standards. Pretty much, yeah. Every man I've ever met. <laughs> Carry on, sorry. You got so sassy with your Red Bull. Then he commanded a trusty servant to search through the length and breadth of the land till he found a girl fair enough to be queen. And if he had the good luck to discover one, he was to bring her back with him immediately. So he's sending out this servant going, you're in charge of finding finding the most beautiful woman in in the land. Because I can't be arsed, apparently. (sighs) Yeah, but what is it? Another one man's band? No. (laughs) One man's mate is another man's not mate. <laughs> Do you know? That isn't a phrase. Well, that's that something you picked up on that menu at that steak restaurant. It's a load of lies. Basically, I wouldn't send you out to find me a man. No offence. I wouldn't send you out to find me a man because we've just got different types. Like beauty is subjective. You might bring me back a right munter, but in your eyes, he's an absolute worldie. Like, do if you want to meet someone nice put the work in the servant set out at once on his journey and sought high and low in castles and cottages but though pretty maidens were plentiful as blackberries he felt sure that none of them would please the king so there's actually loads of babes rocking about but this servant's like yeah but you're not the prettiest one though are you? and also what i just said he's like yeah there's loads of nice ones but would he like it also <laughs> nobody's speaking to him <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. Like just, just have a word with one of them. <laughs> just say hi. Oh, yeah. yeah Maybe don't linger at them from a distance and glare at them going, I don't think you're pretty enough, and then leave. That's weird. They might have really good personalities. Exactly. In fact, probably most of them do. <laughs> one day he had wandered far and wide and was feeling very tired and thirsty. By the roadside stood a tiny little house, and here he knocked and asked for a cup of water. Now, in this house dwelt two sisters, one was 80 and the other 90 years old. They were very poor and earned their living by spinning. You with me so far? Yeah. I d- yeah. Well, you d- your face says otherwise. I just imagine they've got a granddaughter because he's not bringing one of them back, is oh, he? Oh, that's, pre- that's your prediction. Oh, bloody hell, I hope so. Okay. They earned their living by spinning. This had kept their hands very soft and white like the hands of a girl. And when the water was passed through the lattice and the servant saw the small, delicate fingers, he said to himself, I think I'm going to give him a a bad Italian accent. Yeah, I mean, aim for a good one. 
I, I can't. I think you should just stay alert because the problem is, is the only Italian I can, the two Italians I can think of, both of them are going to be offensive. The first one is obviously Mario. Uh, it's me, Mario. <laughs> or the other one, equally as offensive, Gino DeCampo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, not Luigi. I was going for Gino DeCampo. Yeah, do him. <laughs> like, the only thing I can think of him is when he just, which is very famous now in England. Is the ham. Yeah. The bike. Yeah. Where he's like, and if my grandmother had a wheel, should there have been a bike? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Do that one. Okay. Let's see. <clears throat> so the water's been passed through the lattice and the servant has seen through small, delicate hands. A maid that must indeed be lovely if she has a hand like that. Yeah. It's awful and I'm going to get cancelled. But uh, we're well, move I didn't on. know Gino DiCampio was actually related to Mario, but. <laughs> So he said, he said that, and then he said, and he made haste, and he went back to tell the king. What? So, so he's, seen, he's seen an old lady's hand but that looks like a young girl's hand because they have young hands apparently from spinning. Spinning, yeah. And he's been like, they are the most beautiful hands, therefore that must be the most beautiful woman. I'm going to go tell the king. We've had ones like this before with the feet. Oh, I'm going to tell you Remember this. Remember, they looked at the feet. And the ending of this is fucking mental. Is it foot orientated? No, because I wouldn't be doing one of them again. But it's just so. Random. Uh, go back at once, said his majesty, and try to get sight of her. The faithful servant departed on his errand without losing any time. And again, he knocked at the door of the little house and begged for some water. Also, he was traveling the le- length and breadth of the kingdom and it was taking him days and God knows how long. But now he's just tootled back. So the house must be quite close to the palace. So why didn't he just fucking start there? Yeah, but maybe he did a loop. <laughs> <laughs> As before, the old woman did not open the door, but passed the water through the lattice. Do you live here alone? Asked the man. I'm so sorry, Italian. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, I, so I've got an old woman voice now. Right. Can she be Italian too? No. <laughs> There's only so much I can do. No, replied she. My sister lives here with me. We are poor girls and have to work for our bread. How old are you? I am 15 and she is 20. What? Yeah. So she's lying out of her ass. Yeah. The servant went back to the king and told him all he knew. And his majesty answered, I will have the 15-year-old one. Go and bring her to me. Do you know what? I thought she was a bad woman, but I'm on her side now because he is gross. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, do we even know how old this king is? No, that's not important, is it, Ben's age? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He right. can just crack on with anything. Yeah, fine. Could be 97. We yeah, don't know. cool. The servant returned a third time to the little house and knocked at the door. In reply to his knock, the lattice window was pushed open and a voice inquired what it was he wanted. The king has a desire than me to bring you back, the youngest of you, to become his queen, he replied. Tell his majesty I'm ready to do his bidding, but since birth no ray of light has fallen upon my face. If it should ever do so, I shall instantly grow black. Therefore, beg, I pray you, his most gracious majesty, send a carriage, and I will return to it this evening. (laughs) (laughs) She's gone very... um the Queen, isn't she? Yes, yeah. Well, she's getting, she's this, getting ready this for evening. It. No, I mean her voice. No, that's what I'm saying. She's tired. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she said, I can't let you see me because no light has touched me since birth. And if it ever does, I will immediately just turn completely... To like dust. Black dust, yeah. Um, therefore, you have to send me a carriage at night and take me to the castle in that. 
When the king heard this, he ordered his great golden carriage to be prepared, and in it to be placed some magnificent robes, and the old woman wrapped herself in a thick veil and was driven to the castle. The king was eagerly awaiting her, and when she arrived, he begged her politely to raise her veil and let him see her face. But she answered, Here the tapers are too bright and the light too strong. Would you have me turn black under your very eyes? She's saying, I can't reveal myself. There's still too much light in the room. This is like fairy tale catfish, isn't it? <laughs> I know people get done by that and stung by it, but um, come on. The king believed her words and the marriage took place without the veil being once lifted. Oh, what a mug. <laughs> Afterwards, when they were alone, he raised the corner and knew for the first time that he had wedded a wrinkled old woman. So they've got to the wedding night. He's lift up a little peak and he's gone, oh, my Christ. Mm. This is a wrinkly old woman. If I don't get married soon, that will be my <laughs> wedding day. <laughs> In a furious burst of anger, he dashed open the window and flung her out of it. Luckily for her, her clothes caught on a nail in the wall and kept her hanging between heaven and earth. There is actually, because the thing is, is there's actually a pitch, because uh, the reason his Andrew Lang's books, or the Lang's books did so well, is they had illustrations in which were nice pictures. Oh, and nice. there is a picture of where she was hanging by the nail. I would have thought for that to work, it would have to be like the collar. Oh, it's near the bottom, is it? Yeah, like, uh, we can post this on the Instagram page. But look at that, it's by like... She would have just fallen straight out of that. It's just oh. by your knee. Oh, God, yeah. Or she'd at least be at more of an angle. Yeah, exactly. So she's just dangling like that, like nobody's business. While she was thus suspended, expecting every moment to be dashed to the ground, four fairies happened to pass by. Now, remember, fairies aren't, aren't always. Yeah, but like, I, that's sunk in now, only because you've reiterated yeah. that in a few episodes. Because you always get so disheartened when I'm like, it's not the pixie butterfly version. Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell ones. French fairies, as we know, are usually some sort of like witch or enchantress or that. Italian fairies, they're a different take again. Okay. So they probably, it's thought by some people, that they're derived from like what nymphs would have been in like Roman mythology and stuff. So you would have water nymphs and tree nymphs and stuff like that, which means a lot of Italian fairies actually have animal traits. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they could have paws and tails and like be half cat or monkey and things like this. So I need some voices for the fairies, which I think I can just do, but then there's going to be one bit where there's, because there's four of them, because fairies also, uh, especially in Italian and also in Anglo-Saxon uh, mythology and folk folklore, um, often travel in groups that don't travel singularly. Is there a reason? Probably somewhere. I know that a lot of them is the ones because there's good, you know, there's good and bad fairies. Oh, okay. And a lot of the time, I think like the good ones are usually associated with coming out in spring and summer, and the bad ones are usually associated with autumn and winter and going in the darkness and doing dark magic and evil deeds. And some of them are the ones that want to be left alone. I relate to them very strongly, and they usually maybe travel more on their own, casting mischief and things like that. They're the dark ones. The dark ones. The witchy yeah. ones. But you can get good ones that go on their own. And for fairies different from witches? Again, it depends on where you're looking. So like in the French ones, for example, and when they were maybe being translated, it could be thought that they were something resembling a witch because it might be just a powerfully magic woman. Okay. Uh, in some cultures, it's thought that fairies and witches are different because it's thought that fairies are born with their magic and witches learn their craft. So it, there's differences in that as well. It just depends where you are. Yeah, I went to a... Uh, witch school? No, a <laughs> psychic in Chatham once. <laughs> 
the moment, no, the moment I got there, she went, just so you know, I'm actually not a psychic, I'm a witch. And I oh, said, oh, I didn't actually sign up for that. <laughs> That's too far for me. That's mental. But I had done a bank transfer, so I stayed. Oh, my and, um, <laughs> No, do you know what? Oh, my God, do you know what she bought me? A load of fucking shit. She <laughs> bought me a walnut whip. <laughs> she went, I don't know if you like these, but I think she did know I liked them. Because they're my favourite chocolate. That's what you'd had as your reference on the bank transfer. She was like, <laughs> she's put just walnut whip again. I she bizarre. bought me a walnut whip, yeah. You know what, I've had these. Because, like, in this industry, the amount of who I thought was smart, and it's always women, smart women. Okay, your nose is turning up. I'm and not sure how this Because I had two. I had two people. One of them was a producer. And she's like, let's go and talk this thing through. And we had to go for this coffee thing. And by the way, meeting are weird in this industry because I, I used to work in corporate world and right. if you're having a meeting it was an agenda there had to be a purpose to it you had to get something out of it it was like formal and something yeah. was happening whereas in this industry it's like let's just go for a chat I'm like to what end and they're like we'll just go for a chat I'm like I don't know what that means <laughs> what does that mean how do I dress for this occasion like what is happening so we went to this coffee shop and like she'd sent me some of the work she'd done and it was a bit weird and she sat down and we started talking and she was like, yeah, so did you watch my stuff? I was like, yeah, I watched it. Like it was, cause it was a thing about witches. I was like, oh, like why did you choose that? She was like, well, I'm a witch. I was like, yeah, you, but you're not though, are you love? You're oh, not. I imagine that after that point, <laughs> did that meeting not go well? It was just like, what do you mean? She was like, yeah, no, like I'm a witch. Like it was, it was based off some, like some of my life. And I was like, listen, here, Sabrina, right? You're just, you're not though, are you? And do you know what she said to me? She was like, do you know what? I find that weird. Cause I thought you had a witchy vibe. I was like, how dare you? Do Don't you, if you're about to <laughs> say it, you've offended me enough this episode. You can rein that in. I was about to agree, to be honest. Absolutely not. But actually, I think you should probably provide me with her email address <laughs> because that meeting would go really well for me. Honestly. Honestly. The industry we're in. Yeah, and also we'll just exchange spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, you give me the Bordeaux information and I'll give you these witcher people. Yeah. Right. So anyway, right, so these fairies... Yeah, so sorry, what my point is, I'd quite like one to be from Chatham. I'll be doing some sort of fairy <laughs> voice. Yeah, but sh from Chatham. Where is Chatham? It's my voice. <coughs> right, I'm doing, I'm not doing that. Oh, but I'll <laughs> tell you what, uh, there's two. There's four, give one of them a Chatham voice. All right. And they'll see how I say Chatham. Chatham. Uh, yeah. All right. Emphasising <laughs> it. There's one where they have to like, yeah, speak one immediately after the other. One of them I'll make. Oh, yeah. Right. Look, sisters. Cried one. Surely that is the old woman that the king sent for. Shall we wish that her clothes may give way and that she should be dashed to the ground? So these are bad fairies. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> Just to be clear. Oh, no, 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 exclaimed another. <laughs> Let us wish her something good. I myself will wish her youth. And I, beauty, and I wisdom. And I, a tender heart. <laughs> <laughs> do you? They're the good ones, though. <laughs> yeah, so they've, so they've said, actually, let's give her all this nice stuff. Yeah. One of them's really even be like, we should just make her dash to the ground. And he's like, no, let's make her youthful, beautiful, uh, wisdom, and have a tender heart. Right? Yeah. So spake the fairies and went their way, leaving the most beautiful maiden in the world behind them. Also, I would have said, if they were being that nice, maybe get her down. Down, yeah, I was about to say, she's still hanging up there. Yeah, so they're like, we'll make her, we'll tart her up real nice and make her a lovely person, but we're still going to keep her hanging there. Yeah, that's not ideal. Yeah. The next morning when the king looked from his window, he saw this lovely creature hanging on the nail. Oh dear, long old night for her. <laughs> oh, what have I done? Surely I must have been blind last night. He ordered long ladders to be brought and the maiden to be rescued. 
Then he fell on his knees before her and prayed her to forgive him. And a great feast was made in her honor. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you'd have chucked me out a window and left me to hang by a fucking nail, which is bad enough, but then I'd had magic fairies tart me up real nice, I wouldn't be giving you the time of day. There was a banquet, though. <laughs> there's there's a suckle, suckling pig, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> try and, what I'd say to you, Louise, is try and look at the pluses sometimes. Don't look at the positives sometimes. There's a banquet. Yeah. Get back inside, love. So he's ordered long ladders and he's prayed for forgiveness, right? And she's now having a big feast in her honour. Oh, he has prayed for forgiveness. Yeah, but I don't really care. <laughs> no, but... Some days after came the 90-year-old sister to the palace and asked for the queen. So you... Technically, young one, the eight-year-old one, this now beautiful, youthful, wisdom, married to the king. Tender heart. Tender heart. Tender hearts. <laughs> and her older sister is now, is now rocked up. Who is that hideous old witch? Said the king. Oh, it's an old neighbour of mine. She is half silly, she replied. But the old woman looked at her steadily and knew her again and said, How have you managed to grow so young and beautiful? <laughs> I should like to be young and beautiful too. <laughs> <laughs> so her sister's rocked up. She's pissed. Yeah. She's like, How have you swung this? Pissed as in angry, or is she actually pissed? Because at one point she's sounding like she'd actually been knocking back those Bordeaux wines. Let me tell you right now, at that age, I'd be knocking them back at noon till yeah. the night. She's livid. Yeah. I think and by that point, you're not, you're not like, oh, as long as you're happy. You're like, no. have you got that? And yeah. I'm still spinning. Especially as you're the older one. This question she repeated the whole day long, till at length the queen lost patience and said to her, I had my old head cut off and this new head grew in its place. I mean, I'm not good at lying. <laughs> but I would have done better than that. That is genuinely a spare of the moment. Like, <laughs> literally anything that's to come out of my face now. Anything. That head fell off, another one grew. What am I like? <laughs> the old woman then went to a barber and spoke to him, saying, I will give you all you ask if you will only cut off my head so that I may become young and lovely. This is the end, isn't it? This is Nobody the end. in this story is smart. Is well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> like, they're not good. Also, if you are going anywhere to get your head chopped off, is it the hairdressers? <laughs> Or is it, I don't know, surgery? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, because to be fair, like they could have probably had a guillotine available at this yeah, time. Like, she's so gone to Fidassa soon. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing that perm and set, just do me a head, will you? Ta, thanks Sit so under much. the dryer, no problem. <laughs> right, so she's rocked up at the barber. <clears throat> this guy can be from Yorkshire, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but my good woman, if I do that, you will die. But the old woman would listen to nothing, and at last the barber took out his knife and struck the first blow to her neck. Ah! She shrieked as she felt the pain. Now, I want to emphasize this. I haven't cut out any text. There isn't a page missing. This is genuinely the next sentence. Okay? The end. <clears throat> She's gone, ah! As she, felt the uh, as she felt the pain. Il faut souffrir pour être belle, said the barber, who had been to France. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's, no, There's no translation after that. Oh, we know what it means. Well, I don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it means um, it is to suffer to have beauty, or one is to suffer to have beauty. Well, I've got to guess the moral. Um, have I? Because it's said it. Um, Albeit in French. <laughs> but this is it. There's no other reference to France or anything. And it just goes, this barber said it. He'd been to France. And it's almost like 
they wanted to she wanted to shove it in there and just went how can i do that oh i'll just say this but this character went to france, france you don't yeah. have to have a character background i'll just say this do you it's know what's random re- thing i don't mean to be rude to you again but here we go <laughs> it's a bit like as the fairy tales go on throughout the episode you're like well this is in italy so you know they're going to be italian and they're going to be this. and then you go It'll just be from Yorkshire. <laughs> it's a bit like that. She's like, just from France, that one. <laughs> Not doing the the extra work for that. From France. It's just, it's just you could identify with her mindset is right. what I'm saying. And that was you not offending me, was it? That was me being honest. <laughs> right, okay, good. <laughs> Ooh la la, you were saying. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I've been worried this entire series about me offending someone. And then you come out. Ooh la la, Christ on a bike. <laughs> so he said that, said the barber who had been in France. And she went, je n'ai pas français, je suis anglais. At the second blow to her head, her head rolled off and the old woman was dead for good. And that is the end of the story. Right. Do you know what? Yeah. For a change, let's swing this around. As soon as I am... Um, the wed- the Since you've got the cockiness the, of Red Bull today. The Red Bull is wearing off now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that one? So I thought it was quite classic fairy tale which I liked about it. And I really like the fact that it was from the Sicilian book. But yes, I thought it was quite random. But also, again, I, I, and I don't know if there's something we don't know about these stories... I just feel like for that ending to mean anything to anyone, give her a bit more of a part throughout the entire story. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. why is her head the one that's chopped off? We don't even know if her and her sister got on. We don't know how long they lived together. We don't know like if she hadn't found love because of her hideous looks. And, you know... We don't actually know that she had hideous looks. All we know is that she was old. I mean. She might have been an absolute babe. 90-year-old yeah, babe. But do you know why we're having this discussion? Because no one told us anything <laughs> about her. And yet the the final pages... Oh, and that bird got... I don't know if you can say bird anymore. <laughs> but that's what it feels like. Old Andrew said he's gone, that bird, chop her head off. That'll be the end of it. It's like, what happened is Andrew went into the Lang study and went, love, you look tired. Wrap that one up. <laughs> Come and get yourself some dinner. Just say something about the woman's head being chopped off because she's idiot. Chop chop someone's head off. Tail as old as time. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's about um, don't suffer for your... Yeah, for well, is beauty. This, is this what you think the moral is? Well, we haven't taken heed of that, is it? Because there's a lot of people <laughs> getting stuff injected into their faces. However, that's how I, I I live my life like that. You don't suffer for beauty. Well, I mean, I epilated my arse last week, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was going to say because I get that she's put that phrase in there yeah. to potentially be like that's the moral. But it isn't the moral because the ones who did suffer for beauty, she hung out of a bedroom window, lied constantly, got all the beauty and looks, and then got to live happily ever after with the king being rich. But then, yeah, yeah I get the one who went, oh, I want that, so cut off my head. What she needs is two brain cells. It's not oil of oil. Well, they're rolling around the floor at the moment. <laughs> but also, it does. it really does feel like, like you said, yeah, that doesn't make sense because the one that did that got everything that she wanted... Yeah. However, it it does feel like she ran out of time. 
the author, not any of the characters, <laughs> the author when she went, he's from France <laughs> and he reckons this. <laughs> it does feel like she's just gone. Yeah, call she it. A, she had a bus to catch or something. Yeah. yeah. The one that I found was um, you can be pretty and strong, but nothing prevents us from being kind. And it is our kindness that can help others, not our beauty and youth. So the sister should have been more kind to her 90-year-old sister instead of just going, yeah, you can fix your beauty and youth by chopping your head off like it doesn't matter. You should be kind to others. That's that's a stretch. That's <laughs> not the, That's not the moral. If I rocked up and we were 80 and I don't know what the age gap is, 81. Suddenly, like you're 17, mm. y- you, y- you've got straight hair, your lube's run out, who knows? Fucking hell. <laughs> and the lube isn't what's making my hair curly. Just so you know, throughout the entire story, mm. I've just been thinking lube, 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 lube. Anyway. <laughs> I am putting a ban immediately <laughs> on no Red Bulls before records. So- Never, ever again. <laughs> If you if I rocked up, right, you're you're suddenly so much younger. Well, that's us every day because I am so much younger. Whatever. Than you. <laughs> I'm not going, bloody hell, you look great, mate. What have you been doing? I'm going, huh? <laughs> is she is this, she is that? No. What's happened? Where the hell is Louise? <gasps> I'm not good at voices. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I think she was startled. Who was? I've lost track of what the fuck you're on about, to be honest. This, he's basically saying she rocked up and was like, that's not very kind to be like, bloody hell, how are you 15 now? No, not that bit's not kind. It's oh. the bit where... <laughs> <laughs> oh. The bit where, like, her sister, instead of taking the time to give her any sort of credence or even let her her, sis, her elder sister live in the palace, she's just gone, oh, I got me head chopped off. Go and do that. Like, she hasn't taken time to be kind to her sister. Oh, I did misinterpret yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. L- last one, then. <laughs> I don't think it's that either, then. I think, oh, right. I think it's don't tell fibs. I think it's don't tell fibs. It's don't lie. It's not, don't be, it's not be kind. It's don't lie. Because if you tell a lie, there'll be some dickhead that will go, oh, right, so just chop my head off and get their head chopped off. And also, it might be your blood relative. But one of them did lie, and then she got everything she ever wanted. Again, there are holes in this story. <laughs> and, there are, and because of that, there are holes in my logic. I need to have a milk or something. <laughs> Yeah, for the for the benefit of us all. Christ on a bike. Please like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Be Fairy Afraid Pod. Thanks for listening.